This is Nancy Yearell, and welcome to Nancy's Psychic View on the High Road to Humanity. And guess who's back? Dana Salisi's back. And welcome back to the High Road. Great to be back, Nancy. I'm excited. Look at all the beautiful flowers behind you. We're going to be talking about the art of flower therapy. And look at this book. I am just, if you guys recall, she was here not too long ago talking about her flower cards. And these, these are amazing. And I love them. This is beautiful. This would be nice to give somebody for holiday, for Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about that. But before we get into it, I have to bring this up because this is High Road to Humanity. And so the headline reads Biden admin waves federal laws to allow border wall construction in Texas. So, in a striking acknowledgement of the need to address the migrant influx at the southern border, the Biden administration announced it waived 26 federal laws to permit more border wall construction in southern Texas. A move that builds on one of the most controversial cornerstones of the Trump administration. Well, let's just say Trump obviously had it right. So the Department of Homeland, I won't read the whole thing, but a little bit more. The Department of Homeland Security posted the announcement overnight in the Federal Registry, which said the administration was waiving federal laws such as the Clean Air Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act, and the Endangered Species Act for the wall construction in Star County, Texas, using federal funds funds appropriated in 2019. And let's just, you know, are we a little bit too late here? This is just absolutely. And let me just say something, because I don't want to make it like I don't believe in immigrants coming over here because I do because we're all immigrants. Right. That's what makes America. So on one hand, you know, you feel bad for these people coming over. But here's the deal. I just want to say this and get this thought out. You know, these people don't even realize what they're getting themselves into. Because they come over here and they think it's going to be wonderful and there's no place for them to go. And they're busing them all over the place. And then they're in these hotels. And, you know, I was watching yesterday on the news and you're welcome to put in your two cents, you know, if you want to, Dina. But I'm just, you know, there was a a big football game that they have every year. I won't go into the whole thing. And they were talking about how the veterans couldn't even go to the game because there were no hotels available because the migrants are in these hotels. And what's happened is the federal government has made deals with these hotel owners to pay them top dollar. And so there you have it. It's just really a mess. And so I'm happy to see that something's being done because it's it's just like it's out of control. The whole thing is out of control. What do you think? Do you want to say anything? You know, know, I'm always um, diving into the spiritual. Like, what is it? Like, we are we are one humanity, right? Mm -hmm. We all need the same things, right? Right. So, what is it that makes it divisive? And so, you know, it's funny. The word that comes to me is fear. Yeah. Like, we all have a lot of fears. Like, like what'll happen if we give this group you know, um, some authority, then it takes away our authority. And so I just feel like at the base of all of this is a lack of fundamental security, safety, 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think that's why they're coming. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's like it's a deeper spiritual philosophical conversation that, you know, honestly, um, you know, politics don't always solve the problem. Oh, no, not at all. And they haven't solved this at all. Because like I said, you've got these people and they don't know what they're, they're getting themselves into. And people are killed and children are missing. And, you know, it's just a whole it's a nightmare. This whole thing. Yeah, I believe. Well, you don't want to get me started. I believe there should be spiritual <laughs> people who run the, the whole situation here and that everybody should be equal. We should all be equal because we're all souls. Right. Right. I don't know. Anyway, so that's I wanted to bring it up today because it's been such a controversial thing. It's affected so many people's lives. And, you know, I don't know. God bless. Let's just hope for a good outcome. I love your um, analogy there. That's wonderful. But let me tell you who Dina Salisi is. She's a holistic healer with skills as a master flower essence practitioner. She's a board certified health and wellness coach. She's a certified hypnotherapist, educator, and empath. I love this. She's an energet- energetist. Energe- is that right? Energetic. <laughs> energeticist. Energeticist. I, I like that. I love that. With an extraordinary gift for connecting with the many facets of life force energy, her system of healing is grounded in reverence for nature and the nourishment provided from this universal source. So by combining these powerful healing methods, uh, Dina guides others in creating personal empowerment to overcome physical and emotional challenges at the core and that's really what you're doing. And I want you to tell your story. I, I don't want you to give your book away, but honestly, this all began with Rescue Remedy. It did. Yes. Yeah. yes. I think for many people, um, the flower essence journey begins with Rescue Remedy because it's, you know, it's the number one marketed flower essence. It's We see it a lot. Um, yeah. So it is the combination formula that Dr. Bach created. And there's five flowers in it. And it's for... Um, intense emotions that are acute. So like when acute traumas come up and we can't, you know, we don't know like what to do to move beyond it. Mm-hmm. We can take four little drops and it really helps us to come back to center so that then we can move right. forward with our healing. And so for me, um, yeah, it was after the birth of my first child, which was 28 years ago, nearly. And, um, you know, I had a three-day labor. So I had a really intense at-home labor. I had to get rushed to the hospital. And it was a mess. And, of course, I was traumatized. But also so was my son, right? He was in an incubator. We were separated for, like, the first two days of his life. Um, And then we came home. And, you know, I just couldn't get my balance back. I felt awful. And a lot of women experience this postpartum, right? We go into, like... Like even if you hadn't had a difficult birth, it's it's hard to transition from being pregnant to now I'm a mother mm-hmm. with this baby to take care of and who's taking care of me, right? Right. So, um, so like I was desperate and uh, we brought him to um, his pediatrician who happened to be a homeopath. And I wasn't quite aware of that, but he was a German, you know, he was a man who was- from Isn't there. that cool? Let me just stop you right there. I just want to say something mm-hmm. because that's divine intervention right there. Absolutely. When you say he just happened to be, <laughs> I mean, like, come on. <laughs> right, right. Right. 
So we went and, and like right off, he was just a very kind, considerate, spiritual person. And, um, you know, he cared, he cared, you know, that I was suffering and that the baby was suffering. And it wasn't just about writing a prescription. He, he said, oh, you know, he was very empathetic. He listened and he, you know, talked us through it. And then he said, have you tried rescue remedy? And, you know, I'd heard of it before. Um, you know, I had studied flower essences before, but it wasn't like at the ready. I'd forgotten. Right. Um, Because we're always looking. I feel like when we're suffering, we're always looking for a more concrete answer. You know, we want a definite or we want a drug that's going to make it go away. Fix it. Yeah. Fix it right now. (laughs) I I forgot about rescue remedy. So he he wrote me a homeopathic um, remedy he told me to get, which at this point I can't remember. But it was the rescue remedy that I went and got right away. We like went to the closest health food store. I got a bottle and I took it that night. And of course I was nursing. So he got it um, through his breast milk, my baby, my son. And uh, it was crazy because it was the first night. And this was about two weeks after he was born that we both slept through the night. Yeah. I was amazed by that. Now you said, I, I don't want to, in the book, I thought you said maybe you put a little on his lips. Did you do that? I, well, I actually, I, I think I might've put on his lips or on my nipple, but it was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he got the rescue remedy as well. Got the remedy for sure. Yeah. And we both slept through the night and that in and of itself was like miraculous, <laughs> you know, and, and nourishing and it felt good. Mm-hmm. But then what I started noticing is I kept taking it for a couple of weeks. And what I started noticing with myself and with him was a sense of calmness that wasn't there before. Like I was just jacked after this birth and yeah. we weren't, we didn't have a lot of family nearby. So that made it even harder. And um, all of a sudden, like gradually over the few days, I really began to feel a sense of inner calm, a sense of peace. And I noticed it in him too. So of course, me being more peaceful would of course make him more peaceful. Sure. Yeah. I swear, I think it was both things. I think it was, you know, the the spiritualness of it, but then also the remedy itself definitely provided this sustenance that we needed. Mm-hmm. What are the five flowers? Do you know? Can I ask that? You no, know, I of course I know. <laughs> so interestingly, if you look at the back I'm of just, the book, yeah. Right, they're the ones that are, I am on this weird screen. They're the ones that are pictured on the back of the book. Okay. So oh, I, I asked them, yeah, it doesn't say what they are, but I asked them to put those. So, so oh, the one okay. is cherry plum. Okay. And cherry plum is used for a fear of loss of control, right? So when we're in that panicked state and we're like, oh my God, you know, I'm going to do something crazy or I'm, I'm losing control. You know, I need to kind of get my, my balance. That's cherry plum. Okay. And then rock rose is that little yellow one. And that's for, um, for, uh, just intense, like, uh, like what's the word? Not shock. That's, that's the other one. Trauma. Well, no, that's that star of Bethlehem is more trauma. So star of Bethlehem is the little star. And that's for like any trauma could be be a long time ago if we're in a sense of shock. Okay. But yeah, uh, rock rose is for like just intense panic, right? Like when we just feel panicked. And so like, you know, that feeling when we've had like a panic attack, right? So grab that rescue remedy if you're, if you feel like you're having a panic attack And then the purple one is impatience. And it's for that sped up sense that we get when we feel impatient, like, oh my God. Energy, the rush of energy. Yeah, yeah, that rush. Like, uh, I just want it to pass, you know, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. 
And then clematis. So clematis is that beautiful white vine. And that relates to a sense. Is, that, of, is this clematis? That's the bottom one on the right, the little fluffy one on the right. Is this Because my mom yeah. used to do clematis, but I just couldn't tell. Okay. There yeah. you go. And yeah. that's for a, a dreamy feeling, like when we're out of our body and we feel like, is this a dream? It's surreal. So you can see how the five of those all kind of relate to this sense of like, you know, I'm losing it. <laughs> How do I kind of come back to center? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's funny because I picked up your book and started to read it. And the first thing I read, of course, was the rescue remedy. And I used to keep some. And I don't know why I don't have any. I'm going to get some because it really does help you calm you down. You know, yeah. it's been years since I've gotten any. And I don't even know why. You know, you are a holistic healer, but let's talk a little bit about Edward Bach. Um, in the 1930s, he developed a system using flower remedies to relieve the disharmony of disease. Now, one thing I did not know about him that you write about in his book, I didn't know he was intuitive and an empath, but that makes total sense. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense because he yeah. watched a practice in London like he was a renowned physician. He was, you know, he was making bucks. He had a great life mm -hmm. and he left it to go out into nature and kind of discover a deeper healing, you know, an energetic healing that's available from plants, like more than um, herbalism, right, which is actually the physiological properties of the plants. He intuited that there was an energy. He was a homeopath, so he understood kind of energy medicine. Mm -hmm. so why can't I go find the flowers that attune to these kind of, um, you know, disharmonized emotional states that all human beings experience at one time or another? So he went out into Wales and he built himself a little stone cottage and he lived out there and he kind of just went around and nobody really knows for sure because he was very private. And I think what he did when he died is he burned all of his notes. Oh, no way. He did because he didn't want people to kind of like it's kind of weird. He kind of didn't want people to in, to interpret it more than the way he deemed it to be. So by yeah, the end of his studies, it was like a 38 page manual that he delivered to us. And he was like, this is it. Just go with this. You know, don't. Yeah. It. And that's kind of one of his messages is we get caught in thinking too much and we need to drop more into our intuitive sensibilities. So yes, he went out and he communed with flowers and he discovered that there were 38 emotional states broken down into seven categories that, you know, we've all experienced at one time or another because we're human beings and we live on planet earth. And it's funny because now the system's nearly a hundred years old and no. we still have these same emotional states. They're not different it's just our life is different and earth has evolved right it's sort of the same like we still experience fear and we have different ways we experience it and we still have you know just uncertainty these different ways so it's a brilliant stone and some it's, you know it's very relative i feel like yeah i wanted to say the seven um i guess the seven things are fear uncertainty uh insufficient interest i thought that's interesting loneliness oversensitivity and he probably could relate to that and despair but you know what really got me uh, at the end of the you know when you're talking about edward bach there's a quote and he says the dawn of a new and better art of healing is upon us and it kind of saddened me because i was like we still don't get it he gave us all this information and you know it and i but you know the world needs to 
how can I say this in a nice way? We need to get back to basics. We need to stop taking pills. And this stuff is just amazing. That's all. I just want to say that. Yeah. Really no, you're right. And and sometimes I get discouraged as well, Jenshin. Um, <laughs> you know, where oh, I, yeah, it's like, come like on. It's not, it's not happening. But then I guess when I pan back the lens and I look at history, well, first of all, you know, in, in Buddhism, the Dalai Lama likes to say that it takes a thousand years for some for change to take place from from the seed of the in you know the in the in uh-huh. in insight right to the time it actually arcs to change it takes about a thousand years Isn't that crazy Bach wasn't the first one it wasn't like he was the first person so even like yeah many many hundreds of years before that I think of Saint Hildegard Hildegard of Bingen was a German saint and she was an intuitive and um she had a lot of time on her hands because she lived in a nunnery and she was um you know just uh, passionate about nature healing and mm-hmm. she would go out into nature and one of the things she did is she was the first known European to give flower essence remedies to other people for healing and she would go out and find the flowers that she was most attracted to in the early morning and she would scrape the dew off the petals <laughs> and try to collect it and that was the medicine so it was a little the dew itself yeah the dew the morning right dew, right like right water that she felt catalyzed the energy okay she used it for healing and supposedly it worked i mean this was 1100 so this was this was a long time ago yeah and she's credited as the first you know european person to be doing this so bach didn't invent it but he definitely revolutionized it and so when i think it hasn't quite been 100 years since he developed this system and brought it to us mm-hmm. there's I mean, there's 500 flower essence remedy makers in the world. So imagine how many, you know, how much more, right? It's It's been. Yeah. Also, like, just because not everybody's working with flower essences and they're not aware of this method, we are becoming so much more aware or re-becoming, like you said, go back to basics. Yeah. Uh, of nature. We're all feeling it. We're all feeling it. And the more we get let down by the medical establishment, the more we we hear that a quarter of a million um, medical malpractice deaths a year on record, that's the FDA knows that it's not a secret, that we all know that there's a better way. And so, you know, it's I feel like it's my job to kind of just make people aware of this energy that holds us and heals us. Yeah. Well, the coolest thing is, I think I picked up, you know, and I, we've talked before and we've done your cards, but what I really got from this more than anything that I didn't pick up before is he was really into the energy and everything is energy. Exactly. And the, and the other thing that really caught me was he said, uh, he treats the person by the emotions because the emotions govern the body. And I just think that's, you know, and that's, we've got to get to that. You know, like when you walk into a doctor, they don't say, well, how how are you feeling today? Or, you know, tell me how you feel. It's more, um, I don't know, maybe robotic in a way. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's really down to to the feeling. And um, I don't know, do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do. Well, I think, you know, the medical establishment is a is a market, right? And I think that, you know, I would hope that 
you know, that it's it's helping people when we really need to be helped. But I think all sure. too often we just get prescribed a, a drug or an operation when it's not entirely necessary. Like we could be looking at diet first. We could be looking at emotions. We could be looking at a lot of factors that contribute to ill health that we all know now. I mean, there's thousands of books written by doctors, psychiatrists about how you know, the, the body is governed by the emotions. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing that is heartening to me is that I'm a, I'm a certified, a board certified health and wellness coach. And what that means is about, um, it's not even 10 years old now. I want to say about seven years ago, ago, the medical board, the national medical board developed the certification that I have to enable health coaches to work with people alongside doctors. So to me, that's really promising. Like the doctors know they can't, they can't do it and they don't have the tools to kind of help people in this psycho-spiritual realm. So to me, I appreciate that they recognize that there's a need for this. Well, yeah, because they took it away from everybody when the pharmaceutical industry came about. There was a lot, there were a lot of holistic healers. There were so many holistic healers that were done away with when the pharmaceutical industry took over. And that's, of course, back uh, back in the days when Rockefeller just made that decision. 100 percent. Yeah. 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 And I, I agree with you. I just I think it's I don't know. I'm like such a person for justice. I think it's so terrible that that was all done years ago. I mean, think about where we could be today if it wasn't for the greed of the money of the pharmaceutical. You know? I, I agree with you and I can get very worked up. God, I get like so frustrated. <laughs> I guess my like the way I operate is like I have to keep the vibration high, right? Like so it's like to keep the vibration high is to enable the change. So, yes, I think there's a need and a place for the indignity, like, you know, just this, the, what we've suffered is unfair and we all need to wake up to that. Bingo. But that all begins on the personal level. So like, you know, what, and you can answer this or not, but like, what are you doing for yourself, right? Each day that contributes to your own healing that then actually oh, yeah. expands out yeah. to the planetary healing. Yeah. Right? Well, I connect to God every day. And of course, when I connect to that light, well, I'll tell you now, since you asked me, <laughs> You know, when I connect to that light um, and I bring it up from the earth and I connect to Mother Earth, too. But what I've been doing lately, and, and this may interest you as well as the audience, I've been pushing that en energy out. So what I do now is I push love and light out to my neighborhood and then I send love and light out to, you know, whoever needs it. Basically, I send it to the United States. I send it to our our country because I feel like we need it. I actually send it to myself. I send it to my animals. So anybody can do this. And it's because we all are energetic souls like you're talking about. And so what I do is I get that. I bring it in. So I'm good. And then I send it out. So everybody else picks up on it, too. Yeah. And I think that that's a really powerful practice that I think we all need to adopt, honestly, because getting angry isn't enough. I mean, there's it's true. Like you got to get pissed first. You know what I mean? That's like the fire. That's the catalyst. Or just and being aware or just being aware of. Yeah. The awareness of it all. Angering. And it is saddening. Yeah. And I think we need to touch all of that. But I can share with you as well that the first thing I do every morning is I light a candle and I, I say a prayer for my family. But before I do, I say the Buddhist prayer, may all beings 
be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. And then I add in my own little part, which is may all those who create suffering wake up to their golden heart because it's in all of us. And that's the other thing is I really hold the hope that these nefarious characters can attune to their golden heart. It Things happen in our lives and it changes us. Like sometimes even bad people wake up because they have life shattering things that happen. They lose or it hurts them and they recognize it. And that's happened. You know, there are stories of that. So that's my hope is that I don't want to see the nefarious people, you know, go to hell. Well, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. (laughs) You know? Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm with you. I love that you do the Buddhist prayer. I just say the Lord's prayer every day. Yeah. That everybody has their thing, whatever feels comfortable, but I love that you do that. Yeah. And I light the candle too. A lot of us have the same ritual. It's really just a representation. It's a reverence. It's, it's recognizing that divine source energy, I think more than anything. Um, and I think, in the pond, you yeah. know, that every time we throw a pebble in the pond, the, the, it gets bigger. It gets bigger. I love that. I love that. So in the book, I just want to talk about this a minute. So you teach us how to create a combination flower remedy. And this is really cool because I'm going to do it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is so cool. And then you also talk about the dosage so that people know what kind of dosage to take. You say, well, I don't want to give away your whole book, but she gives away the dosage. <laughs> and then um, you also talk about why a remedy doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe you'd want to address that because that's when we're talking about going in deeper and talking about blockages and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well, okay. So um, the number one reason a remedy doesn't work is because the person isn't taking it. (laughs) Like it's not enough. I mean, sometimes intention is enough, but I think when we're working on this deeper energetic psycho-spiritual level, you know, we're asking the flowers to, to help us. And so, you know, to connect with it in the form of taking it internally, that's, that's what this system is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if they're not, if I give somebody a remedy, they go home and three weeks later, they say, wow, I didn't feel anything. And I say, well, how did you take the bottle? And they show it to me and there's like a half of it. It's, you know, that's, that's not what we're doing here. So, you know, you have to take your medicine for it to work. Um, Another reason is that it's not the right remedy, that sometimes it's just misdiagnosed. And, um, you know, honestly, I've been doing this for like 30 years. So I, I haven't, when I'm working with other people, I haven't come up against that that much. It's not like, oh, I gave them the wrong thing. That's not really my issue with diagnosing for other people, but sometimes when we're diagnosing for ourselves. Okay. And that's like the first rule of flower therapy is to, you know, before you choose the the remedies you want to work with, you want to get really quiet and listen to your inner voice and ask yourself, like, what is it I really do need right now? And sometimes what we think we need isn't what we need. So it is kind of a trick of going into like deeper self-awareness. So that's why there's people like me to kind of guide you along. And like, you know, I'm not a person who it's like, I want my client to be reliant on me. I, I want clients to turn into students. So it's like, yeah, you can come to me a few times, but eventually it's like, I want you to learn how I- to be- really yeah. so self-aware that you can just connect with, this is what I need right now in this moment. And then you can just grab the flower. Right. Yeah. It's so motivating. You're so motivating about this whole thing. It makes me want to like go get the tinctures and stuff through the book. Just so you guys know, um, she has all different flowers. She talks about the flowers, but she'll say like, if this, this flower is for challenges or this flower 
is for maybe a disappointment, like we were talking about, or discouragement, or um, releasing past lives. I love this honeysuckle. Mm, yeah. Yeah. To, it's to release the past and live for the sweetness of today. I mean, this is really cool. This is really, really, the, they did a beautiful job. I just want to say that on your book. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, yeah. you like, it, it's a great, I have to say it's a great book. It really is. Anybody who's a writer or is in publishing know, understands that this was written years ago now, because it takes two years for stuff to come. You know, yes. Through. Yes. So um, I really, this is like my life's work. Like I compiled, like you're saying, I didn't leave a stone unturned with, I want it to be a really comprehensive guide. Like this is the course that I've taught, you know, it's in a book. So it's like, this is it. You should be able to get this and really know what you're doing. And then I also want to point out, cause you say how beautiful it is. The, um, so the cover is a crab apple remedy that I made in my backyard. And the that's picture, what this is. Yeah. The photo was taken by my husband. So some of the images inside are taken by him. And I didn't know that the publisher wanted to use that as the cover. So that's oh, beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? I know. It's- well, I'll tell you what I really like, and I'm going to read it to you guys. Um, in the front cover, it, in gold, it's beautiful. It says, if we could see the miracle of a single flower clearly, our whole life would change. And that comes from Buddha. And that's true. Right. That's so true. Aren't we just passing by the miracles every day? Like we see flowers, we just take them for granted, but... Mm-hmm what the heck? They're just there. And then, so then I go into the whole deeper thing of like, well, why are they there? Of course they're there for us to connect with because we do, we connect with them so deeply. So it's not by accident. Right. Exactly. All right. Now. Yes. I just, I just love having her on today. So here are her cards. I'm going to, I'm going to sell your cards for you. (laughs) These are her cards, listening to the flowers. I love these. It comes with a little booklet. And I'll pull one today and just see what it says. And then we'll read it. And I'll, you want to pull? Why don't you pull one? Do you want me to do it? Yeah, you do it. You do okay. it. So, you do it. And then I'll do it too. We'll both do one. Let me ask you this. Am I pulling okay. one for you? Am I pulling one for just humanity? What do we want to do here? Um, let's pull one for the audience, for okay. whoever's watching out there for humanity. Yeah. What do we need to know? Okay. So I'm just going to clear them. And I'll just go quiet for a moment. So what do we need to hear? Well, I drew sweet chestnut. Oh, wow. Sweet chestnut. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to read the affirmation. As I travel through darkness, my spirit becomes light. This light-filled energy cleanses my soul and my pain is transformed into abiding peace. So to me, that speaks to like what we just spoke of with the um, the humanity, the, the suffering of humanity, right? So sweet chestnut is used for um, grieving, grieving, like just when there's this deep sense of sorrow and uh, Bach used to call it dark night of the soul. Like oh. when we're just so filled with sorrow that we really don't know where to turn, right? So what the remedy does is it imbues us with this light-filled essence that can then carry us forward. And and so like, you know, anybody who's ever experienced grief knows that it's grief is a beautiful emotion. It's completely cleansing. It wants to come through us, but sometimes it gets stuck, right? So I've worked with people who've had loss either, you know, through death or divorce or something like that. And they're just so stuck in the 
grief and they can't process it. So I'll give them the sweet chestnut and the sweet chestnut will just help to move it, you know, and the crying feels good, right? It feels like a cleansing. It's not like scary or anything. Yeah. I wish I would have had that or would have known that when I went through my divorce, (laughs) it would have helped. All right. Pull one for me. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to be the guinea pig, you guys. Let's chestnut back in in case. Oh, it'll be a different one. (laughs) I love these cards, you guys. They're really cool. Okay. Clearing them and and they're called listening to the flowers, just so y'all know. Hey Nancy, I pulled, I was gonna, I was gonna um cry if I pulled the chicory. Didn't we pull chicory last time? Remember that? So agrimony, agrimony, and I'll read the affirmation. What is that? It's for I am confident to express my true feelings. I accept shadows as part of light and I transform turmoil into tranquility. So agrimony is for those of us who don't like confrontation and who kind of have a a fear of expressing like your true emotions. Like you might just sometimes smile and nod your head rather than saying what you really think, because you don't want to go there with the confrontation. Um, And there might be a sense of inner turmoil, like on the inside, it might be like, oh, I wish I would have said that, or I wish I could say that but I just don't want to go there. Does that feel accurate? Uh, I don't know. Um, Maybe, maybe I think I've become more, yeah, it's possible. Um, Yeah. I overlook things that I used to not, I used to always, you know, um, maybe put my two cents in where I think I'm to a, a point in my life now where I look at things from a, a different perspective, maybe a wider, broader perspective. And I let things go a little bit more because sometimes it's better to let things go. Sometimes it's better to let things go, but not, and I'm just going to put this out there because not <laughs> at the end, not the, the risk of losing emotional honesty with yourself. So oh, that's true. I, that's true. Sometimes I recognize with agrimony, it's like, and this is just an opportunity for you. It's not just, yeah, yeah. but you know, sometimes with ourselves, you know, we're not being totally truthful. We think that we could let it go because it might be easier to let it go. So maybe it is good to let it go, but maybe sometimes you don't have to let it go. Maybe sometimes you can stand up more and express. Wait. And say, hey, okay, all right. Well, thank you. I <laughs> appreciate that. Should I pull one for you? Sure. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. <laughs> I love cards. You guys know I do angel cards on TikTok. If you don't know that, you can find me. And I do it every, well, every other day. Sometimes I pull owl cards. I had a lady on here and she has owls and they're really cool, really interesting. All right, here we go. The light of God around this minute. Rock Rose. I am bathed in soothing golden light. I possess steadiness of body, mind, and spirit, and I am blessed with abiding calm and true peace. I believe that about you. Yeah. So that's interesting. So Rock Rose is one of the five in Rescue Remedy, and it's for a sense of terror, which I can honestly say I do not have. But like we're saying, I, I do feel like I worked through a lot of that in my life. You know, I'm I'm an abuse survivor, so I did have to work through those issues. And so, yeah, that is one of my flowers that definitely ah, the abiding, calm, true peace. Yeah. Well, you can tell you're a more calm person. I want to talk a little bit about, and I don't want to give your whole book away, but she talks about in her book, and this is really cool. You, um, well, you guys went through a really tough time where you were in a business and it didn't work out. 
do you want to talk about this? Or is that okay? Or you broke out in a rash. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because you really went within, which which all of us need to do this. Okay. I'm just going to say that, but it talks, you talk in the book, how you went within and you went through those layers and you solved a lot of this just like you said with the flower remedies do you want to kind of just tell the audience a little bit yeah well that that experience which was about eight years ago now is what got me to um becoming you know a professional (laughs) flower essence therapist because i saw how dramatically it worked and again i was suffering physically and i did I, i had forgotten about the flowers you know, and never again did I forget about them after this experience because it was so physical. It was so dramatic. So um, it was after my husband and I had an entertainment production company and it shut. And, um, you know, my life, I just didn't really know what my path was at that point. And uh, I didn't at the time that the physical thing happened, I didn't connect the two things. So what happened was um, about uh, six months after we shut the business, I was feeling aimless. Both of my palms broke out with these horrible blisters. Never before. I mean, I'd always kind of had eczema in my life, but never had I had that. I went to so many different practitioners. I mean, everybody, you name it, to from doctors, allergists, um, yeah. psych, like whoever could help me, nobody could help me. <laughs> you know, everything I got given, nothing worked. Right. And I became more and more depressed. And it wasn't until um, the light bulb went off where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, work with the flower essence again. I used to do that. That always seemed to help. So um, this was, you know, several years after the birth of my son, you know, decades later, so um, I started reading about them. And the one flower, it's interesting, that stood out to me was wild rose, which is for apathy. Wild rose is for like a form of depression where you're just so bummed, you don't even care. Like, you're just like, what's the use? You know, I'm not- You don't care. Yeah. Anything. yeah. And it was funny because I read the indication and it was spot on and I still didn't use the remedy, which is so wild. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like me, but who cares? You know. <laughs> And like, I just had a wake up call. I was like, no, you know, I don't, it was just divine intervention where I was like, no, I need to really go deeper here. So I got my wild rose out, started using it and I started feeling better. And I was like, oh yeah, this is really great. I feel better. And then I was like, you know, I think I'm going to, I want to learn, you know, I want to learn professionally more about how to use the flower remedies. So I looked and, you know, the box center in the UK, um, does courses in the UK and they also do courses online, but there wasn't one happening. And I actually found a flower essence course. It was like a six week, like introductory course that was about um, 70 miles from my house. So driving distance from my home. And I was like, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to do it. It's only, you know, whatever, a six week course once a week, but I'm going to go. And I signed up for it. And the rest is history. It was like, oh my God, this is so weird. There's never flower essence classes. So I went and what it did most of all for me was it just made me realize that I had a greater calling. And I went back to my first love of the healing arts, which I always studied. I mean, I studied herbalism. I studied acupuncture as a young woman. And I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm really meant to bring this message to the people. And so this was like eight years ago. And it's like eight years, four books, (laughs) hundreds of clients later. So yeah, it, it was the right move. Yeah. I just love your story, you know, and it's true. You know, it's interesting. It's so funny how God works, how the universe works, because you had to go through this yourself in order to 
help other people. And it's true. You know, I've had to go through a lot myself. I, I, I look at you and I, I can see it. Look at what you had to go through, but look at where you came out. You know, it's just amazing. It's amazing stuff. So what's next? I'm curious. What's next? So I have another um, book that's being edited, so I don't want to talk about it yet, but okay. I'll give away that it is, it includes um, some flower and gem remedies, but more to the point, it talks more about um, what I, what I offer people as a holistic healer. So it has a lot of like practices you can do and it focuses on different challenges, really specific challenges. So I'm really excited about that. And that'll probably be out within the next year, year and a half. Um, but also in January, I'm starting my own podcast. Oh my gosh. I love it. What's it called? So it's on Mind, Body, Spirit FN. It is called Your Healing Garden, Cultivate Well-Being with the Energies of Nature. And what's really special about it is I'm going to go on location and interview people who work with different energies of nature. So I felt really strongly about wanting to go in person to like people's gardens because we're talking about nature, right? This is like, yeah, it's a little more time consuming and it's a little harder for the engineer, for the sound engineer. And um, I'm feeling really excited about that. Reviews lined up that I'm going to start soon. And that's going to be on January 11th. It will air. Oh, that's a good date too, by the way. I'm into numbers. (laughs) Well, congratulations. This is so exciting. You're going to have to come back and let us know how it's going and all of that when your new book comes out. You guys, it's called The Art of Flower Therapy. When did this come out? When was this released? It just dropped a couple of weeks ago. I thought so. Okay. And so far, I bet everybody loves it. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of really great feedback and I'm super excited. For it. I'm excited. Okay. So how do people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? It's my website, dinasalisi.com, just as my name shows. And um, there's a you know an email form you can fill out and I'm very quick to getting back to people. And um, yeah, so drop me a line. And I love, I love questions too, honestly, like I love it when people send me flower essence questions. And that's something that I could also use on the podcast, you know, at the ending, I can end cap it with like, you know, answers. So please, yeah, if anybody has any questions about specific flowers or a challenge that they're working through, I love to answer questions. Oh, that's my, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm excited you came on today. Anything you want to leave us with before we get out of here? Oh, I always want to remind people that nature is the one source of divine energy that nourishes every living thing on the planet. So just trip on that. Without nature, we would be literally dead. And so, but it's so easily to access. So just go out and attune to nature in whatever way you can and you do, and it will nourish you and it will create deeper healing that I know to be true. I love it. I love it. Well, before we get out of here today, I had to grab my book. I'm relaunching my old book and rewriting a new one. So if you guys want to check it out, it's called Wake Up. The Universe is Speaking to You. It's about energy, how to use the universal energy to create the life you want. And it is at Barnes & Noble if you guys want to check it out. Or you can go to my website, nancyerout.com. Also, new messages up there from Gabriel. So if you want to check those out, or if you want an angel reading, you can go to my website, nancyerout.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for supporting us and have a wonderful week and God bless.